So you, you, how excited are you to drive out in a couple weeks? When you, what day are you leaving? I don't know. You don't know? Well, I have a – so my avalanche course with Matt starts uh, with – and so I'm going out to do a three-day on-snow course. It's something I've always wanted to do because I've been, I've been riding out there, you know, for 10 – the very first course I ever took was with him 10 years ago, 11 years ago now. And uh, that was just like your basic, you know, level one classroom type course. And I've always wanted to do right. an on-snow course because my biggest thing is I wanted to learn how to read snow, like read terrain, read, you know, because as it is now, we just assume everything that's steep is dangerous. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Something not so steep could be really dangerous and something super steep might not. So anyway, there's a three-day course, starts on the 18th of December, goes through the 20th. So I'm doing that with another friend that lives out there. And uh, I'm driving out somewhere before then. It's just going to depend on, you know, what the condition, like I, I, I can, I work remote. So if I want to leave earlier and right, you like, can just, so I'm going to, if there's a snowstorm or some bullshit coming across the plains, I'm not driving through that. There's no point in doing that. Right, so no. I'm just going to play it by ear and whatever feels right is when I'm going to go do it. So yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your deal with, uh, Phil, Are you towing a trailer? No, I'm just bringing three sleds out in the truck. So I yeah. told him I'd tow a trailer if he wanted me to, but he's who knows. When I show up, it's grand, and this this plan could be all. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, so you're going out there just to get sleds and, and yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I'm going down to grab three from him, and then and then heading out. So that's that's literally the only plans I have. I gotta go to. I mean, you, you gotta go down there anyway to go across. I might might as well. I mean, it's sort of. It's 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 kind of on the way. <laughs> it's a little bit out of the way, but it's all good. It's I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. So it'll uh, it'll it'll be fun. So you going to Steamboat? Gonna go to Dave's first in Denver, then go to Steamboat and drop off the three sleds, or maybe I have a feeling two of them are gonna be Tucker's, so maybe I gotta go to his place first. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so yeah, I gotta go dump off the sleds in Steamboat or Granby, and then my sled is in Steamboat. So I'm gonna grab that, go back to Denver. And then Dave and I are going to drive down to South Fork for the 18th. or the We're going down the 17th. We're going the night before. Oh, okay. And we might it, – it, it depends on snow, too. We might I might go even earlier. We might go down a little bit sooner and, you know, ride. If the snow is really good, we'll go, I'll go earlier and ride a couple days before the course. If, yeah. If it sucks, then, you know, I'll just go do the course, and then that's it. <clears throat> so. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I know, I've, I've never taken an avalanche course avalanche course nope no i probably should but you should do the uh Sauhegan just had theirs last weekend two weeks it's always the weekend before thanksgiving or after thanksgiving yeah i, I, know, saw, it's, it's I right saw a bunch of ads for it but it's cool uh skidoo now pays it's free it used to use used to have to pay it yeah. wasn't lots like 100 bucks or 80 bucks or something right but now skidoo pays for it as part of the avalanche awareness like thing which it's funny they do that for east coasters but i guess they realize enough people go out west and you know there right. are avalanches even in, in Gas Bay. They have them, so it's you know, it's never it's never a bad thing to be educated with that stuff. Right, and it's you know it's good for it's good for a skidoo business too. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like mean it's, it's it's short money for them. Let's face it. In the, right. in the grand scheme of of what it costs to advertise and do everything else, I think that bodes incredibly well for them to pay. Right. The, exactly. The cost to to put that on it's it's and it's cool, you know, from a dealership perspective that they they host that. It's. That's a pretty cool event. I've never been, but I I can't think of a friend of ours that hasn't. Like right. Justin's been everybody's gone to one, so you should do that next year. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> I yeah, I know. I know. 
You don't, I, go, I, you I, don't I, go as west as much as, as some of us. <laughs> well, you know, it is. But still, it only takes once. It only takes, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I guess, yeah. It's, it, it's something that I should do, but, you know, I just go behind someone who's... <laughs> Someone who's <laughs> trained, so if something happens, it's your fault. <laughs> uh, that's not how it works, but okay. I don't want to take the blame. Yeah. No. no, I mean, it's, you know. But, I'm going to say this just in case anybody thinks otherwise. We all do have all the gear, all the stuff. We, you know, we never ride with people that don't, there's not some people that are trained and stuff like that. It's not like you go out there, you know completely lawless and just send right. up the first big hill you can it's nothing like that that's the hard that's the hardest thing honestly is like going out and like seeing seeing something and you're just like oh that looks awesome. and then you see this like this rock ledge and this and that and yeah. you're like i don't know if i should go up there well that's that's exactly like, why I'm doing that this. doesn't look good but it looks really good but i don't know if that's a good idea right that's why i want to do this course because this is an on snow course where we go dig pits and do all that stuff and read layers and like i want to i want to have a i want to better be able to determine what is safe and obviously nothing safe but safer and i right. think that would be because again you, you assume that everything that's steep or looks gnarly is going to slide it's going to break and that's not necessarily the case right it's like I wonder how much stuff we do that is sketchy and we shouldn't do versus things that we just pass by because we're like, oh, that's dangerous. We shouldn't do that. Oh, so I mean, we'll we'll get into it uh, in this other you know other video, but I mean, I'm sure you know, but there's a couple shots in some of those yes. upcoming videos it, that, looking back on it now, we're cr in, it makes us cringe looking back on it for as sure. a as a tenured man of age. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And knowing way more than we did then. Looking back on that now, I'm yeah. like, that was really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely some... Most, that was no, the, most notably is Alpine. Yeah. That's the next part, right? Yeah. Was, most notably the Alpine. Yeah. And that that time we went was the most avalanches we've ever seen. I've ever seen in Perth. Because we had little triggers and shit everywhere. Like well, that entire week, there was like... I don't know if a, it was it, the same Alpine trip, but that one... The one slide that we had in uh, Blind Bowl, remember yeah. that whole hillside yeah. broke. It was like a hundred yards. I mean, that it, that one wasn't. Yeah, it, you know, it was a. Oh, a that steep. might have been the second year we went. We rented that really big house. The. I think it might have been. Yeah, when when I sucked a rock up and screwed right. the sled up. Yeah, because I went across the top of it and just going all of a sudden, it's like my track starts to wash out, and I'm like, that's <laughs> weird. And I just stopped and I looked down. Is there me. ice under there? Oh no. And I was like, whoa, that yeah. it was like a hundred yards, just like the yep. whole thing just slid, and I'm like, yep. holy crap. But the that first bowl, like right, remember when we came down and we saw Dan doing the class? Yeah. Before that, when we came off that huge bowl, yep. when Matt blew his quick drive bolt, yep. yep. That whole hill was irresponsible. Yeah, I wasn't. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I know over the video. I wasn't there that day. You weren't there that's that day. When I, so I had. Uh, <laughs> we were heading out. This was day I don't know three, four, something like that. And sure. uh, we were heading up into this new area. We hooked up with some locals that were gonna that uh, Tim knew, and they were gonna show us a couple honey holes, which that will gladly take that. So uh, we were heading out, and there was a blowdown across the trail. Oh and right, yep. I was uh, being a little bit of a show off and an idiot, and I was gonna take this. Don't believe it. Really, uh, <laughs> really challenging line that just really wasn't doable. Uh, and in the process of doing it, I got stuck and we were still relatively low in elevation for like where the deep snow was. 
And I was on a side hill just pinned, you know, doing the wiggle and whatever. And I sucked a rock up through and just blew a hole through the front cooler and the top cooler. Or just the top cooler because I didn't have a front one because it's a pro. And, like, it was bad. Like, all the coolant was gone within seconds. And it was like, that's it. That's that's curtain. So, But nothing against you. You didn't – nothing – it wasn't that cool. No, it really wasn't. It was pretty lame. It was lame as hell. You oh, yeah, you no. No, no. You weren't doing much. It was just like you on the side of the trail playing around like you, just everyone does. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah. you know, Max went up there, and then we all went up, and we're all playing, and I was like – Happened to your old man. Yeah. In Alpine. Yeah, we're yeah. like, where the hell's Max? Like, yeah. What's going on? Yep. And it all came down, and you're like, I'm going back. Yep. We're like, what? Like, yep. It wasn't like this cre- – you know, cre- it was just – Side of the trail, doing you know. So the rest of this, so we're taking a little bit of a tangent, but this we're pivoting off of of uh, those guys kept on riding, which you know naturally I was like, yeah, I'll go back. Uh, another buddy of ours, uh, Nick, wasn't really feeling it that day, so he towed me back. So that was cool. Uh, and those guys all went and rode with the locals, and like you guys had a killer time, but you got into some big terrain, big terrain, big terrain, like some big stuff. And that one video, I remember you came back because you're like. You asked me, you're like, how long do you think you can hold a sled wide open? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know. What's why you ask? And he's like, oh, we got video of Matt, and I think it's like 48 seconds, which you're like, oh, that doesn't sound that long. Oh, that's a long time. It's a long time. That's a long time to absolutely be clamped. And so, anyway, I get towed back. And, this and, was, I, this, and I wonder why the quick drive belt blew, <laughs> or the bolt blew. I they wonder had, why. They had a recall on those, so, you know, but I'm sure that was just bad, you know, bad time. So, um I get a t- I get towed back, and if you know, if Alpine, I'll explain it to you. When you leave the riding area, it's Gray's River Riding. Uh, there's a big parking lot, and then there's Dan Adams Place, and there's Lincoln County Chop, Lincoln County Customs across the street from each other, and that's pretty much it for like establishments for snowmobiles. Yeah, mechanic. You know, yeah, mechanics. there's a couple yeah. like rental places, but those, you know, that's the only chance you have of like fixing something. So I stopped in at Dan's, and I'm like, yeah, you know, any ideas? And he goes, go across the street to Lincoln County and see what they can do for you. So I brought one over there, and I'm just like, hey, here's what happened. We took a peek at it real quick, and we saw the hole up in the front of the bulkhead. And and, um, and he's like, well, he's like, you know, probably weld it, but it'd take me you know, a while to pull it apart or whatever. And I said, well, how about this? I was like, I'm going to go back to the shop or back to the house we're renting right now. I will pull the skid, the track, the drivers, everything. I will make it prepped and ready to go for you to weld. And if I bring it back, can you do it today? And he goes, yeah, sure. Right, because that was the house that was a balling house that had the heated garage Correct. and the heated floor. Because I remember Matt lost his mom's lasagna. <laughs> yes, he forgot it was in a cooler and it, it cooked it from <laughs> bottom up. Like for a couple days yeah. and just cooked the lasagna. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so, so you, had, you had a the, nice workshop. Yeah, I go back to the house. I pulled the uh, I pulled the track and the drivers and the skid and everything off within, you know, I've done it enough times. <laughs> it's nothing bragging. I'm not proud of that. But I can get the, I can get that stuff all out pretty quick. And so I brought it back over to, to Lincoln County, and uh, we just it was just in a trailer sitting on the tunnel. Brought it in there, dropped it off with them in the trailer. Uh, Nick and I went and got macchiatos. <laughs> <laughs> we went and got coffees in town, and we just kind of did some sightseeing stuff. And we came back like an hour and a half ready. He's like, yeah, it's all welded up. He's like, I've been pressure testing it for the last hour. It's all good to go. So I zipped back to the house with the, with the you know sled with nothing in the back of it. I was literally putting the last bolt in when these guys all pull back up in the garage. They're like, hey, you know, what are you going to do? Buy a new sled? I'm like, I'm good to go. Like, let's ride. They're like, what? You got a hole in your tunnel. I was like, had. It's fixed. <laughs> and that was year 15. That was ice cream paint job. Uh-uh. That's, that was. That's. Oh, yeah. No way. Oh, yes way. Yes. Wow. Yep. Okay. I, I thought yep. that was your old sled. So yep. that sled is 
really doesn't owe you anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was wow. Yeah, that was really uh, that was really pretty rowdy. So um, I uh, oh thank Look you at that. Thank you, beer assistant. Uh, so uh, yeah, that was one of the first like really crappy things that happened to that sled. I still have it and still ride it and still you know it's it's still it's still in the fight uh the fix that they did troy that was his name i was trying to think of the yeah, name. Troy. troy at lincoln county was absolutely the and like he didn't even want to charge me he's like i oh, don't worry about it which of course i you know gave him a hundred bucks or whatever and i was like hey thanks you know whatever and uh i want to say two years ago the repair finally like failed just from fatigue because well, all he yeah. did was just you know tig welded a couple i mean the the cooler and the tunnel were it it, it was enough to total the sled I, I filed a claim on it after, and it was a total loss because the tunnel was absolutely destroyed. But yeah. but for the grace of God, it held for a very long time, and uh, it, it right because that's not the original tunnel on it now. It sure is. It's the same one. Oh, so you claimed? Uh. Yeah. Well, like I yeah. So I I totaled it, and then I bought it back for what the you know the the salvage value would be, right? And then uh, fixed it. Well, it was already fixed, but I you know I knew what I was getting. You know, obviously. It still was a functioning snowmobile. Technically, it needed a track and rails and a bunch of other stuff. So I used that opportunity to do those things. Yeah. So. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I got you. No, that sled. Uh, we were actually having a conversation before this podcast started about that sled because I was digging into it last night and putting Humpty Dumpty back together is getting in- increasingly challenging as the years go on. Like it is. So how many miles does that sled have? On? I have no idea. What do you mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, right, because you have that gauge swap thing. Right. So uh, okay. At the time, uh, Polaris was nice enough to give me one of their PIDD gauges or PID gauge, which was like the early version of the 7S. Like, it had GPS and stuff, but it was terrible. We're talking like, you know, Nokia phone level, like, right, lameness. Right. So I had that thing. What and- do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ernie Cash. What do you, what do you mean? I've been looking with, I've been working with analog since day one. Don't listen. Don't listen. Don't listen. It's okay. Coming. We're it's not com- talking about you. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It is, the new Articat gauge is awesome. <laughs> it's coming. Um, so anyway, I had that gauge that they that they gave me with the sled, which was cool, and um, I had a razor. I've had multiple razors, and that gauge uh, works in a razor. It's the same same plug and play. It works in right. basically any Polaris product. It works. Might as well do it at the same time. So yeah. that way, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it works in any Polaris product. So I put it in my razor because actually in the razor, it was really functional. I, I used it a lot. It was really nice to, to have that there. And what Polaris does, which is really funky and might be letting the cat out of the bag here, they do not track miles in the ECU. They're not stored in the computer of the sled. That seems like a bug. Dude. <laughs> that seems like, a, I mean, that's great. But that's it's, like a bug. it's great for people who want to be shady, I guess. But I never intended it to be shady. I have a I have a trip A and a trip B and trip one of those. I don't remember which one it is, is the one I'd never reset and is the one that pairs to the sled. So basically, I took it out of the sled, put it in the razor in the summer and then put it back in the sled in the winter and just flipped it back and forth. And I think total that gauge has probably 10,000 miles on it now. I have. So wait, are you adding trip A and trip B? I don't know. I don't. I like. I <laughs> or is it just like? Hey. I I don't. Know. Okay, so if you had to give I'm me, well if, be, I, if you had to give me a range, like are we talking between five and eight? 
No, I think it's probably not, there's no way it's got ten thousand. No, no, no. There, I put more miles on the razor naturally. Like you can rack yeah, miles. Yeah, ten thousand on it. That's for that slide. That's a lot of miles. I'm saying com- just collectively between. Oh, okay. Side gotcha. by side and the snowmobile. I think I probably have between five and six thousand on it if I had to guess. But I yeah. don't. I don't really know. And what I said earlier might be a lie. Maybe the Polaris like digital wrench can actually tell me how many miles is in the ECU. But I've also reflashed it a ton of times with different tunes and done like so. Who knows what's accurate and what's not? I, I don't. I don't know. But it's got a six years. It's a seventeen. So this last year was the sixth year. So I wonder. So maybe I know you were saying that it might be. It might be going on to the to the you know the big snow the big meadow the in big, the sky. The big <laughs> meadow in the sky. But what if you make it sort of like an experiment? And you just like see how long you can Dude, Frankenstein I think the, it. I think the experiment's over. Like I, it, I gotta give you a closer look. It's tough, man. It's, <laughs> like I was. So I told Ryan this earlier. I had a kind of a sad moment last night. I went to pull the rear skid because I was gonna do some stuff to it, and it was just uh, everything I found was just bad. Everything's bent. The rear drop brackets. I didn't tell you this, but the rear brackets that actually hold the skid to the tunnel, they're, oh. they're cracked like significantly. And they're warped and tweaked. And like, so now. Is it yes, the bracket that's cracked or is it the tunnel that's cracked? Both. <laughs> <laughs> both. Both things are cracked and screwed up. Yeah, that's okay. I okay. mean, realistically, right. well, let's, we were talking a story about how the sled was totaled five years ago. So, you know. Right. Um, no, I think. I mean, you can <laughs> weld, right? <laughs> I can't. I can, but I mean, aluminum fatigue, like, it's just. It's it's literally crumbling. Like it's the tunnel, yeah. and, and like I'm but, not trying okay. to toot my own horn, but I ride like an idiot. Like I I absolutely hammer the piss out of the thing, and like so, it's just like you see me ride whoops and stuff. Like I don't st- I <laughs> I don't know how to take it easy, and it's clearly showing the signs of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I got yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I I guess I'm just I'm just curious to see like you know what the what what the the finish finish line could be i the finish line i know definitively what the finish line will be time wise i don't really know but i think this is the last year i'm going to register and actually like use it i don't think it's going to be my primary sled i think it's going to be kind of like more of a toy now than a like this i mean it's been a toy for a couple years yeah i know i know know. (laughs) but i think uh i'm going to start obviously i'm building a garage next year and my plan is once that's all done i'm literally going to mount it to the wall it's going to go up on the wall. Like I'm going to mount the whole it. thing, the whole thing. Like, or you just like sell a motor I'm, and put the chassis. Nope, up absolutely there. not. It's going up as, uh, okay. as is like, okay. what's the motor worth? I, I couldn't even tell you how many miles are on it. <laughs> Here's this stage four motor. That's valid. It runs valid. good. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. If it wants to eat plugs, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't know how many miles it has. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a tough sled to sell. And like really, I mean, if you looked over with a fine tooth comb, you'd be. But I was sitting down last night because you're asking about like, okay, can you replace like everything in the skid? You can replace, obviously, you can buy all those parts. To me, like the heart of the beast is the motor and the actual tunnel. Those are still original. The motor's never been down. It's been a part. We've it's a stage four point five or whatever, and it's got all kinds of stuff done to it. But it's still the original, still the original drive shaft, jack shaft, clutches motor wire harness like all the overstructure so it's still it's still it's still it's still original ish but like i was also sitting down last night and i'm like tallying okay what's stock 
versus has been replaced or aftermarket. And there's almost on the external, there's nothing that's stock. It's yeah. all been the seats different, the post is different, the rails, the boards, the steering column for Christ's sakes. Every, I mean, literally everything. Hmm. And I, they, I would never sell it anyway because at the point I do decide to sell it, what am I going to get? You know, three or four grand for it. It's like, is it worth it? To, well, I think I think more than just selling it, be the the integrity of the sale, right? Like if if you're selling it and it's kind of you know, uh, hey. But then again, if you're selling for the right price, then you know you know what you're buying. <laughs> just the same, you can put a price tag on it at grass tracks, and someone would buy it. You yeah, know what if, I mean, like it's... there's an ask for every seat, but like I, that's we have been to war together. That's Sled and I. Like literally been to, and I'm I'm not nostalgic about like things with motors and like that, like trucks and things. Like I don't really care. But that sled, I can't. I don't think I could ever let it go. I couldn't do it. It would, yeah. it would break you, my you had a, You had a dark time with that with that sled. Oh, with the plugs? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. You know, it's the weirdest thing because Polaris' get a lot of shit for eating plugs, and rightfully so. But that particular year, that like year and a half or two years, it was everybody. It was right. all the brands. It was purely, It was everybody we knew that had Polaris's were going through plugs. Right. And think about it. When's the last time in the last couple years I've never touched one? Justin hasn't. Nick and well, nobody. right, but that was because you re, you reflashed your stage four. I'm right? not. I'm not convinced that that fixed anything. Mm. I, I I think it's. I don't know. I really don't know why. But it was happening to everybody, and then all of a sudden, it stopped happening to everybody. So was it fuel? Was it the oil? Was it the atmosphere? Did the sled get COVID? I don't know. But like, <laughs> did the sled get? Yeah, I mean, I, at this point, who knows? I know, I know, I know. But so. the biggest thing is, is your sled going to cry when it doesn't go to Mount Guru this year? I mean, I can still bring it. Just put it. Just put <laughs> no, it you trailer. can't because like so. Uh, uh, to kind of switch gears here uh we're trying to go up to um this place called mount guru which is in like northern well like i guess northern quebec I, I guess, well northern quebec yes it's northern like, it's, well it's yeah. labrador newfoundland height i guess it's not quite northern yeah. quebec it's but on it's the like par- it's on the parallel with like two thirds of the way up yep. i guess yeah um so anyway so going on the trip and we found out from our buddy Andrew, who's been there a couple times, that you can't ride modified exhausts in that area. Yep. And thank God he said something. Right. Because we would have brought our we stuff up there been, and not known. If we would have just been like, "Yep, yeah, load up, let's go," and then we would have got all the way up there, and then they would have came out of the the lodge and said, "Oh, uh, is that aftermarket?" Yeah, you're not riding. I'd be like, "Bullshit, I'm not riding." Sorry. No, it'd be sorry. <laughs> sorry. Eh? <laughs> sorry. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's tough. Um. So yeah, so it's. You know, on my last sled, the the sled that I sold, Chris, yeah, I wouldn't have been able. I'd be in I'd be in the same boat as you because you were a stage stage two? stage two SLP, so you yeah. can't you can't run a stock exhaust. You right. have to you have to run their whole pipe in can. Right. So I would have been in the same boat and be like, I guess this sled's not going, but this sled I can just put a right. regular suitcase back on. Right. Yeah, and like my, so my my seventeen, obviously, I being a stage four and a half or whatever it is, you visit it will not run on stock exhaust. Like the the thing runs, it's finicky enough as it is. There's no way it would, it, it just it wouldn't do. That'd it. be like too much back pressure. I think so. I mean, yeah, like, I think the other one just flows better, and I, I don't know. Who knows? You might be able to, you might bolt it up, and it might be fine. But I'm not gonna drive all that way to figure that out. You got one of the storage unit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
No, I threw it away. Oh, I finally threw it away. What's the irony of that? I just threw it away. <laughs> All right, so we've had a storage unit since Sled the East started. We've had a storage unit for over like 10 years because we get sick of keeping all of our stuff. Just show stuff. Not even sick. It just physically could not fit everything because <laughs> yeah. it'd we, be this entire. Yeah, be... we just, you know, all displays and just crap and overstock and whatever. So we've had a storage unit forever. And I took that opportunity when we first got it because it was more empty than it is now to like put some sled parts that you don't ever use like factory exhaust. Like most people just throw it away or it sits in a corner. Well, I got sick of tripping over it. So I put it in the storage unit and we were packing up from grass tracks this year and you were giving me shit. What I was like, dude, gonna do? how many times are we going to pull this thing out and yeah. throw it on the side of the storage unit? What are you going to do with these exhaust stupid? And I'm like, no, I'm going to need it one day. And I was like, nah, screw it. He's right. I just, I threw it in the bed of my truck. I brought it home and I threw it in the dumpster and, Look what happened. Look what happened. <laughs> not Look even, what happened. Not even a month later, Andrew's like, yeah, you can't, you you can't cannot, run them. Yeah, you can't ride socket. You can't ride modified exhaust <laughs> nope, here. Nope, Which nope, nope. I don't understand that. And, I, and I, I'm going to ask this question to Andrew and whoever is working there in, in a polite manner. But why? This, this location is – I drove through there this summer to go visit Andrew. When I tell you this is remote, they're the closest other building, any other structure is two hours each direction. There is no fuel. There is no. Gr- there is nothing. 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 Nothingness. It is the wilderness. But that's my point, though. It's right. like what? Who it could cares? be the loudest sled in the world. Who you cares? wouldn't hear it twenty. Like it, it, it's it's silly to me. I, I understand it's national park, and that's got to be why. Uh, of course. Yeah. So it's a government thing, and they they have a guiding license, and I get I get it, but like. But like, it's not like who's enforcing it. Who cares? Right. The, <laughs> Is it, you know, you're disturbing the wildlife or, but like, right. it's not like there's no sleds allowed, right? right. Sleds, so are allowed. sleds are allowed. So it's like, this sled is this loud, but this sled is slightly louder. So like, no, it's either, it's for me, it's like, if they're going to say no, no exhaust, no sound, state park, you close it to everything. Yeah. Like, like gas bay, like the, 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 right. the reserve. The actual reserve is the closed. The reserve is closed period. to all motorsports. Can't period. close it. Yep. But if you're going to like, we're going to allow sleds, but you just can't be this loud right it's just kind of it's to me it's kind of silly it is it's, like, it's not kind of silly it is silly but again they they have to uphold their you know right. rules to be guides and not have their like because you know they're i'm they're running on a permit i would have to assume so right you know they if they get that pulled they don't have a business anymore and again this is this is a whole the only thing there is this building in which you stay in and eat in and whatever and that's it there's nothing else at all up there so you know right they get so, a lot on the line i get it right so if they say but, this is how we're doing it. And then you say, okay. And, but devil's advocate, we don't run mountain cans. We don't have straight, like our, our exhausts are not the loudest by any stretch of the imagination. They're quite reasonable aftermarket levels. I would say, right. You know, if you want them to bark, of course they can, but like I started up and just pull out in the driveway. It's not like, Oh my God, what is that? And I'm just wondering if like, if, if you, if you were to, obviously we booked not directly, but if you book directly, did they did they say that? Did they say no modified exhaust? Could or, very well be if you know Andrew might have to do some digital contractor or whatever, and it probably says it somewhere in there. And right. Some, I know. guess I'm curious on like what the split is. Right. Like right. that place is it? Is it all trail riders? Is it mountain riders? There's no trails up there. I just found out. There's no trails. Well, there we all. go. There you guys. My question. No trails that go. <laughs> Because I was I was curious the same as well. Because when we were talking about doing this same trip with Tubi, we're still hashing that out. But they are trying to promote trail stuff more, and I'm like, well, I can bring the trail sled up and just go for a rip in the afternoon with some trail gear, just to you know, just help out. 
Right. Why not? If they got good trails, what the heck? What's what's to lose, especially if it's rains or who knows, right? Right. And uh, Andrew's like, oh, no, there's just no trails up there. It's nothing. There's no there's no way to get in and out of there on a snowmobile. You have to take a truck there. I'm like, jeez, okay. <laughs> so 100% of their business is yeah. off-trail? Yeah. Huh. 100%. There's no trails there. That's what he told me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's a... It's a Driving through there, it's it, you know it's hard to read terrain, obviously, in the truck versus being out there in the real thing. But it's you drive through a lot of flat, like tundra-looking, just boring, really thick pine trees, like yeah. really thick. Like you can't ride through any of it. And then you get to where Gru is and where the big crater is from the meteor or comet or whatever it was, you know, back when the dinosaurs were around. And it's it changes drastically, and it's cool. And there's some steep, gnarly stuff. Some yeah. really good looking stuff. So uh, I'm I'm, I'm really super, I'm super excited. I'm super excited to go and just you know, like I said, you know, we're you're trying to, you know, bring Tubi along and yeah. kind of, you know, do a do a video segment and film and, and you know, and kind of you know, expose that area and the it's riding just, and just and just make an edit and just like, hey, this is this area and like it's it's so new and it's uh, you know we've been in the game a long time and we don't even know much about it so like it's no. a, it's a new it's a new I mean if you say frontier hey we're, for us if you say hey we're gonna Mount Gru everyone's like where the hell's that the hell's no that? one knows that and then you can even say oh you know the big crater in northern Quebec and nope. no and then you pull up the map and you're like that they're like oh, whoa yeah. and it's like a perfect circle there's a perfect middle, circle with an island in the middle perfect circle yeah, in the middle of Quebec yeah um, that's uh that's, so. That's what we got to do for the edit. We got to like, I got to bring up like a map and be like, <laughs> that's where it is. Because you can't say, oh, we're going to blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Cause yeah. Because gonna... everybody's been to Gas Bay and nothing against any of it. But like the, the, the unexplored, there's not much left on the East no. Coast anyway, unless you're willing to go really far. And this place is really far. Yeah, I'm just like I, I obviously said some of the steeps, but like, you know, I, I, I had some questions at, at, you know, some of the dinners. I was at a couple of days ago was yeah. like, you know, isn't it all flat up there? Isn't it all like tundra and flat, no trees? And I'm like, I honestly, I have no idea. Most, most of it is a lot of it is like, there's a yeah. lot of boring stuff. You wouldn't even want to trail ride across. It's so flat and lame, but there's like that area where the mountain is and stuff like Jonathan, he started guiding there a couple of years ago and he's been a bunch of times. And like, if he says it's good, I know his, uh, his credentials of what's good and not, pulled up <laughs> and he yeah. said it's good so it's gotta be good right so, exactly you know boy that's gonna be a hell of a drive for him too when he goes yeah it's uh i think 13 he said it was like, hours or 12 hours from us i think he said it was like eight hours for him yeah yeah so that's still um, far i mean it's a day it's, it's a day. still far it's a, it's still a very drive. far yeah that's, you know it's still what well, like, i guess the same thing was to be said about dean's den we went to dean's den yeah um we went to dean's den you know well it, Long story short, it was it was rescheduled from COVID because yep. we couldn't crawl across the border. So yep. we were like, oh, well, let's go check out Dean's Den. Yep. And then it didn't happen. And then the next year we went. Yep. And uh, same thing. People were like, oh, isn't it all like potato fields up there? And Which, is is it is there any is there any mountains up there? Northern Maine is gets pretty flat. Yep. And there are places and that are very flat. There are, but there are, where we rode was great. No, yeah, like Gary Gary was awesome yep. like at Dean's Den and you know yep. the whole crew up there and and yep. you know Courtney. Did you see they're expanding? They're Randy. putting on a whole big addition for more dining room. They're doubling the size of the dining room. Did not see that. Yeah, they put a Facebook post they were pouring concrete like uh, a week or two ago to wow. ex- to expand. I'm like, "Jeez. They're wow. they're killing. I mean, they're that is definitely the best outfit like 
soup to nuts. You just show up with a sled and your gear and nothing else, and you are taking. There's nothing else you need. Yeah, they, they have got, they got a great, everything there, dialed. They got a great. They got a great kick there. The whole like uh, you know full commercial kitchen and like you can just. Yep. When do you want breakfast? When do you want lunch? Yep. When do you want dinner? Like yep. it was, yeah, it was awesome. It was really cool. Yeah, they're like, "What time do you guys want breakfast?" We're like, "I don't know, seven thirty, eight o'clock." It's more snow. Well, no, they were they were used to the bear hunters. Yeah. They were used to guys like, "Oh, you want dinner? At, you know, breakfast at like you know four thirty. And we're like, "Nah." Yeah, she nah. came. Courtney's like, "You guys want to eat at like what five or six? We're like, <laughs> "We're like, no, nah. no, no, no. We're not. We're not getting. We're not getting up for that." <laughs> Wake up! Oh, it's twenty one below zero. Yeah, we're going out at like yeah. eleven. Yeah. <laughs> it's way too cold yeah, to so the, ride right so now. The, so the day we left Dean's Den, it was the day oh, before. God. The day before we rode three days. We rode three days, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and so. like the end of the it third was three day, days because the COVID test took three days ago. Correct. <laughs> so the end of the third day, um, it was like we were riding in the morning. It was really nice, and it was one of those rides where you're coming out of the woods and you can just feel the temperature plummeting like as you got closer to the truck it was like setting in hard and we were like you know your hands and everything you know just get to the truck and load up and get the hell out of here so we got back to the house and i think it was negative 20 something when we got back to the house yeah yeah next morning we were getting up to leave ryan remote starts the truck lets it go through a full cycle we go out and we're like dragging ass to go load up because it was so cold and it was was negative 32 yeah is what it is what it said so we let the truck go through another cycle, and then we we took off out of there, and we're like, you know, peeling away. And it was us, uh, me, Tony, and Nate, and we'll uh, we'll have to one of the podcasts. We'll have to get him in on this. And get yeah, his, I think uh, I, get his take on it. Yeah, but, it was uh, like thirty-two when we started started leaving, and then yep. well, when we woke up, and then when we started leaving, it was like it was thirty when we yeah, were driving. Negative, negative 30. thirty when we were driving. And so the, we had Ryan's old uh, truck. He's got a newer one now, but he had an Eco Diesel fifteen hundred, yeah. which is which was a that truck was a great truck. We we did a lot of stuff in that, but um, so we're we're like two miles away from the place, and we're just, just we're like, why is not really getting warm, man? Like, what's going on? I'm like, on? no, like, guys, it's cool. It's like thirty below yeah, zero. Yeah, it's, right. it's like, just oh, get... the truck's just it's just got to warm up, you know, and it's whatever. And we're like, make another couple of miles. We're like, dude, it's fucking cold. It's not getting any warmer. <laughs> it's cold. It was it was not. And like warm the windshield up. is frosted. Like, so that was the real problem. Was like, I was like, oh fuck, it's not, you know, don't, stop being a bunch of pussies. We're just go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just driving. And I'm saying, I'm then, like, yeah, he's being tough. And I'm like, there's no way we're going to make it home in this cold if it doesn't get better. So and then all of a sudden, the windshield started, like, <laughs> closing in. And, like, it started to, like, frost up because yeah. of our breath and everything. Uh-huh, so it was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> so we, uh, we we realized quickly the heat just wasn't going to work. And to make it worse, we're staying in it's Fort Kent, right? Is that where it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, Fort Kent. So yeah. we're staying in Fort Kent. We crossed into the Canadian border and drove through Canada back home because for us where we live in northern Vermont, it's quicker to go that way by a long shot. We save almost an hour by driving through Canada. It's, it's, it's all like almost like three hours. Right. So we're like – the Canadian border is not even eight miles from this place. No, yeah, it's like, like right – especially are, when you get down into Fort Kent, it's yeah. like right across the river. So it's we're like, like right. if we have a real problem, we – you don't want you don't want to have this problem in Canada. Like, what are we gonna do? We have right because to... Fort Ken is right on the border, but as soon as you go into New Brunswick, there's nothing. Nothing. Like and we it don't, is nothing. And they they are staunchly French speaking up there. They like getting help no. if you know like oh, my eco diesel doesn't work. You know, <laughs> and you're you're on your own, man. You could go to any place and say your eco diesel eco diesel <laughs> isn't working, and they'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. Bring it to the, <laughs> the Dodge dealer. Like, I'll tell you this Ram dealer. No. Yeah. So. Uh, we, were, we got stopped in the middle of town because they had a bunch of loaders and graders like clearing snowbanks and like plowing the road and doing stuff. And we're like Googling, trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do. And like, 
yeah. whatever. So we pull into a CVS, the same one where we got originally, COVID tests. <laughs> originally, originally we thought it was a thermostat. We're like, oh, it's got to be, it's got to be a thermostat. It's right. got to be something like weird like this. Like it's no idea what it was, but there was absolutely blowing nope. cold air. Yeah. Blowing cold air. So the fan worked, but it was just cold, 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 cold. So we're like, is the blend door stuck or, you know, what are we going to do? And, so we pulled in. There was actually a Napa. We were going to go into the Napa and just like. Yeah, we pulled uh, into the Walgreens or CVS. No, no, Napa first, but they were closed, remember? And we we're like, oh, crap. Well, that sucks. So then we went to the Walgreens and we get out and we like, I don't know what. I think I've stayed in the truck and I Googled and they said something in one of the vacuum lines. like. Right, because Nathan and I were like looking at relays and I was looking at my. Yeah. Uh, uh, just all my fuses and like yeah. just trying to see if one blew or whatever. And we're like under there and. And also you're like, guys, 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 turn the truck it's, off. Turn the truck off. And you're like, what? Just turn the truck off. You're like, like, yeah, I don't want to turn like, it off if it's running. And I'm like, no, turn the truck off. So we turned the truck off, turned it back on, and it's blowing hot air. Like, we're like almost. And we're like. Immediately, because the truck was already, the end of motor was already warm. Yeah, so like motor was up temperature. warm air. We're like, oh. oh my God, we got so lucky. And it's, and it, it I guess it was a common thing because I just Googled it and found it on some RAM forum. And it was uh, something in one of the uh, vacuum lines freezes when it's super cold, and it doesn't send the signal to open up the door or do whatever the hell it does. And it, that's didn't, all. it wasn't setting that signal. <laughs> it wasn't setting that signal. And it was really cold. And we shut it off and turned it back on, and it fixed it, and we had heat, and we were so thankful because that would have been oh. that would have <laughs> been a situation. I don't know what we would have done. I mean, we... We couldn't have made we, it back. Remember, remember we talked about going in a little space heater? Yeah. We're like, we're going to get a little space heater. We're going to plug it into the cigarette, and we're just going to like put it on the dash and just yep. aim it towards the windshield and just yep. like blow hot Which, air on the windshield. I mean. Which would have sucked. It would have sucked, but I bet you if that thing just ran wide open for, you know. Ever. It would have. It <laughs> for the nine hours it took us to get home. Yeah, but it would have probably eventually gotten the truck up to temperature. Like, you know. Oh, you mean like the, the like just us vacuum being, line would have eventually. Oh, no. I just meant like us not freezing to death. Oh. <laughs> I just meant like it working, yeah. So that was uh, yeah, that was, that, a, was that was a good one. That was that would have been a really miserable ride home. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had it. That was a great. That was another great trip, though. That place was that place was great, and you know, want to go back. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a big uh, shout out to to Dean's Den. Those yeah. guys are those guys are great. They definitely are. worth the trip. Yeah, sure. and, and I know that's you know Gary. Gary's the one that kind of lit the fire under their ass to do the whole, you know, winter thing. And, and, you know, he kind of took that on and it's, it, as far as I can tell, it's working really well and he's booking up and it's, it place is awesome. It's, it's good riding. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Good hardwoods, which we need more of. <laughs> so how much longer is this one going to be around? That slide? Yeah. Oh, dude, she's got, she's, she's a puppy. <laughs> how many miles on it? 600 oh shit something broken in yeah i mean it's it's broken but you know not <laughs> it's got some scratches i mean i don't know about broken <laughs> no. per se but yeah she no that i mean again i don't want to i don't want to brag but that's the best running sled i think i've had yeah um i guess my 23 was 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 good too but or my 18 was good but no this one's this isn't the one that had the the fuel and the the water and the fuel and you got all screwed up that was the previous sled right that was the previous one yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I was gonna. No, yeah, this one, this one's been good. The Alpha Track, not so much. Mm-hmm. We have to. We kind of knew that going in, though. Yeah, it's just really, you know, the problem is you have we have to ride trail to get to the good stuff, and unfortunately, they don't like that. I mean, when you unload in this, in the in the trail is literally like this concrete floor, and you're just it's frozen, and you're flying eighty miles an hour in it. It's just 
you know, it doesn't like it. But you know, it's, you know it's, what it's, they, I've read or they say it's actually the track overheating. Yeah, yeah, it's because like it delaminates and then it yeah. All the heat is in that one spot. Yeah, it doesn't sp- spread it out between two spots. Right, it's all in one, so right. it concentrates it to where that spot is. Yeah. and it you can tell if you you know. Also, me riding down the trail on one ski and just kind of like you know doing that kind of stuff you gotta is, do that, is you know they're built they're built for that. Is not great, but yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I, I well we were talking about this before. I don't know what my plan is as far as far as new sled or keeping this one or Are sending we... it out or doing I don't know. Is, we'll an eight, is an 860 demo, like, at all a possibility? Is that... For this season, I haven't heard about it, actually. I was going to have that conversation soon. I want to ride any one of them. I don't give a crap, but I would prefer an I really want to try to... <laughs> I'd prefer a big motor, but I, I'm... I really want... Videos of the 600 don't look like it's any slouch. I really want to try to get my hands on a 600 this yeah. year. Um, you know, big boy needs a little bit of... A little bit of motor, but I, I, I just want to try the chassis out on the 600. Silver put a post up the other day. They're building a turbo for the 600. They have a they have a 600 in house and they're fabbing a turbo for it. So that would be that would be pretty fun out east. That would be a really good sled. Oh yeah, well the uh, Ibex has they've had the turbo kit since like last year, I think. Oh, for the 600. Yeah. For C is it a C-Tech too? Is that what it is? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that was I mean, dude, that would be unbelievable sled. I think. A turbo 600. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've wanted to build a turbo. 600 I mean, if I was ever, but if yeah. I was a little bit, <laughs> a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter, you know, but heady toppers would do that to you. I'm on Coors Light now. It's fine. <laughs> From ultra to heady back to Coors. I told you, man, this is a garage clean out. I'll come and clean out your fridge at Coors Light anytime. That's that's a win. Honestly, I don't know where he found that. I'm glad he. I think it was in a, in a vegetable drawer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, may, the bottom drawers where the goods that's where you hid the good stuff isn't it but honestly i don't care about killing, cleaning these out it's we got to clean out the the Michelob I, golds oh no i, re- I realize that. that that's that's yeah no, if you go way back if you go to that back shelf that's yeah. where you get the good stuff yeah no you, you know you can just throw it away you don't have to you know drink it it's we just gotta see where it goes just, they make, you know they, just make, start. they make more every day <laughs> but all right, where are we where are we cool. at for time on this one? Probably call it a wrap, huh? Yeah, probably call. It's getting cold in here. It is getting cold. We turned the heater back on. Yeah, so the heater had the heater had to go off because it it's uh, too loud for the mic. So it's a little loud. Getting a little chilly. It is getting through this morning. I was out in the woods. It was so cold. Oh yeah, it was really cold. Left today. my house at fourteen today. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna... not quite ready for this. Yeah. Drinking my coffee in the woods, being like, I'm for reason. Oh, I. I worked outside all day today, and uh, I came in, and my face was, like, cherry red. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Took a hot shower. And, like, you need to take a hot shower. It hurts. <laughs> oh, it's the best. You get in your feet, and you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. 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 But. Cool. All right. Well, we'll sign off for this one. See you on the next one.